This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hi, everyone. It's Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I'm going to be talking today about a specific liturgical season. What on earth is a liturgical season? Well, if you are Catholic or worship in a denomination that has liturgical seasons, it basically is very similar to the fact that we have natural seasons, winter, spring, summer, or fall, depending on where you live. Um, You have them to varying degrees. However, the liturgical seasons are the seasons of the church year. And like the natural seasons, they come and go at relatively set times. They vary a little bit here or there, but for the most part, we know when they're going to occur. And I'm not going to give you an overview of all the liturgical seasons. I will drop a link in the show notes to an article I've written about them if you are interested in that. But the season that I want to focus in on today is ordinary time. So in the Catholic Church, most of our great feasts do not last a day because we like to feast. And the last great feast that we were celebrating was Easter, which was a little time ago. And it ends on May 28th with the Feast of Pentecost. And that will vary, of course, depending on when Easter falls. Nonetheless, we are heading into ordinary time. And you might be listening to this and it's already ordinary time. And maybe you're saying, I don't care about ordinary time because I don't go to a church that does that. It's okay. Hang with me a minute. I thought to myself, why do I like ordinary time so much? I mean, ordinary just sounds so ordinary, usual, nothing too interesting, nothing too exciting. And I thought, I think that's partly why I like it, is that ordinary time is what you make of it. What do you want to have happen? And in this case, we're going to talk specifically about our faith life. What do you want to have happen in your faith life during this season of ordinary time, which is a pretty long season. It's going to go from now, like I said, the the last week of May all the way until the last week of November when we begin the season of Advent. So that's a long stretch of time. What do we want to have happen in our spiritual lives during ordinary time? So I took the word ordinary and I gave it a little, I gave another word for each letter of the word. For the you teacher types out there, that's an acrostic, right? You could make your own acrostic. It'll be in the show notes, mine, so you can see it, but I'm going to tell it to you. So ordinary time again, it is my favorite time of the church year, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, why? Oh, it gives me an opportunity. So that O in ordinary strikes me as an opportunity to pause, an opportunity to reflect on what has happened during the big feasts and seasons of the church year that we've already encountered. So what happened during Advent, Christmas, Lent, Easter? What happened in my life? What happened in the lives of the people around me? So it's, a, it's an opportunity to, one, to take stock in a sense. The other thing is, is that it's an opportunity for renewal, which brings us to R. It's an opportunity for renewal. Oftentimes, when we're in the feasting 
or celebratory times of our faith, we might feel overwhelmed or maybe overexcited or that there's too much, right? And though there are times of great joy, we kind of need to renew ourselves with some quiet, with some solitude, with some pondering. And so ordinary time gives us that time for renewal. And while you're in the business of renewing your faith and renewing your commitment maybe to a a prayer time, more dedicated prayer time, it's also a time where you can dig, which is the D, dig a little deeper into your faith. Maybe read a certain book of the Bible every day and study it. Maybe you're going to pick up the catechism and read about prayer. Maybe you're going to learn uh, some new prayers to memorize or learn a new way to pray. So you're going to dig a little deeper into your faith. The other thing I like about ordinary time, and this is the I, is that it's immediate. It's now. Because there's nothing to look forward to, you really can focus on what is going on immediately in front of you at this moment without the need to think about the next event because all the events are ordinary. Not meaning boring, but it's ordinary time. We're not having any big celebrations. The other thing about ordinary time is that it's needed. We need a break from all the feasting and fasting. So here we're just going to maintain our life. We're not going to do a lot of fasting. We're not going to do a lot of feasting. It's needed to just be on an even keel, so to speak. We need this time to be with God in the ordinary times of our life. And I think ordinary time gives us the opportunity to really look at what do we need in our life. So not only is the time needed, but it also gives us, gives us the opportunity to look and say, well, what do I need in my life? What do I need more of? What do I need less of? And work on those things, right? That would be part of the digging into things. It's, a, it's also the time to take an accounting. What's working? What's not working? What needs to change? It can be a personal accounting, like a little inventory, if you want to call it that. But just to, to really reflect on, is your spiritual life the way you would like it to be? And again, not in a, I'm an awful person, I'm doing it all wrong. You're not. You're not doing it all wrong. Maybe you need to change one thing. You know, we talked about that in the last episode in the in better, right? Just be a little bit better, 1% better. Do one thing a little bit better. So you Ordinary time gives us that time to take that little accounting of ourselves and see where we can try to be a bit better in something. Ordinary time, I think, is also an opportunity for rest. I don't know about you, but I am not very good at resting. And I'm not talking about resting as in scrolling through social media or vegging out in front of the the TV. Uh, I'm talking about true rest that restores and rejuvenates you and that gives you a sense of satisfaction and, and the ability to then move on with other things that are going on in your life. I, 
I don't rest well at all. And it is something that I really, it sounds kind of funny, I'm going to work on resting. But that's what I, I need to do. I need to learn how to rest and to, to do the things that restore my energy. Not just, you know, sitting in front of the television doesn't really restore my energy. So we have to find those things that restore our energy, those things that really are restful for our bodies and our minds. Because oftentimes that's one reason, raising my hand, why I don't rest well. Because my body may be tired, but my mind is going in a million directions. All right, not a million, but far more directions than it needs to be. You know, it's the old joke, like how many tabs are open in my brain? I don't know. I can't count that high. It's that kind of rest where it restores us. And then the last one, I'm not going to, the why and ordinary, that was tough. But ordinary time sets us up, and at least it sets me up. And I hope it'll set you up for a yearning, a yearning to go deeper into the things of God and to know that I can do those because I have all of this time in front of me with, in a sense, with no interruptions. Not that the great feasts of our church and of our faith are interruptions. Heaven forbid, Jesus's birth is not an interruption in the sense that an annoyance, right? They are interruptions. They're meant to interrupt. They're meant to shake us up. They're meant us to take notice. And so I want ordinary time to put in me that yearning for a deeper, deeper faith. And so that when the feasts come, those things that interrupt ordinary time, I am better able to appreciate them, to recognize them, and to receive the grace that they offer. Because without ordinary time, we're always going at a full speed and maybe uh, higher than full speed. (laughs) And so we don't necessarily pause. And so I think ordinary time is going to give us that, literally, that time to stop, to pause in the activity of our life and really focus on where are we in our faith life? And if you read the daily mass readings, you will see that at this time, we're going to focus on the healings and the miracles of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus in a very deep way. Because it's when we really come to know who Jesus is and what he came and did while he was here on this earth. So ordinary time also gives us that opportunity. All right, so I'm going to going to tell you each of the words for the letters of ordinary. I didn't do time. If you want to do time and drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you want to make up your own acrostic with the word ordinary, I'd like to see that too. So here are my words for ordinary. Opportunity, renewal, dig, immediate, needed, accounting, rest, and yearning. What does ordinary time mean to you? As you go through this week, Let that be something that you consider. Let that be the question you ask yourself. How can I live not lukewarm? Maybe some pondering during ordinary time will help you to figure that out. So that's your little challenge, your little question for the week, is what can I do with this ordinary time to live my faith life more deeply? I hope you have a wonderful week. 
I hope you always remember to live not lukewarm. And if you have a moment to leave a review, I would greatly, greatly appreciate that wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Have a great week again, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.